This episode is sponsored by Article. Article believes in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices too. Article's team of designers are about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. They're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article's knowledgeable customer care team is there when you need them to make sure your experience is smooth and stress-free. It's really an incredible service because I am one of those people who's just lost on design. What to do, what to put in my house, where to put it, and Article really comes in handy. And great prices too. The best. Article is offering our listeners 50 bucks off your first purchase of 100 or more. To claim, visit article.com forward slash TMZ and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com forward slash TMZ for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today I'm joined by Derek Kaufman. How are you, Derek? Brought in the heavy hitter for some heavy news, huh? Absolutely, man. All right. Did you have a good weekend? You feeling good? It was okay. I'm actually uh, mid-fast, you know? I haven't eaten in a couple hours, or no, since Saturday. Oh, that's so more than a couple hours. More than hours. 24 hours. Yeah, I'm a little bit loopy. Why are you fasting? I have a medical procedure called a colonoscopy <laughs> where they're going to put a camera. Oh. Take a look-see. Oh. They don't want anything blocking their view. Oh, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> I'm That's s- enough detail of that. Okay, Unless very you'd good. like more, we can do the whole episode on it. I'll tell you. No, no, no. Was. No, let's let's move on to the news. <laughs> let's move on to All the right. news. We're going to talk about Drake and his big weekend. Uh, my favorite story was him beefing with Joe Budden, this podcaster slash rapper. Interesting, you call him a podcaster slash rapper. That's a big part of their dispute. It, it, we'll it, get into that. It is such a funny beef. Uh, we'll talk about Kim Zolciak. She's down, oh, she was filming this surreal life TV show and she was flirting it up with someone that I would not have expected her to have a thing with. What a couple it would be. What a couple (laughs) it would be. But to begin with, massive news, obviously, Uh, Hamas, their attack on Israel. Um, You probably saw a lot of footage coming out this weekend from that music festival, from different like towns and cities in, in Israel. Just shocking, shocking news. It's horrific stuff. I mean, Hamas staged a, a massive attack and it really caught Israel off guard. Israel is known for its Iron Dome, its defenses and so forth and keeping their, their people safe. There was a music festival near the Gaza Strip. And this attack was so coordinated. There were hang gliders. There were people on motorbikes. They blasted through the uh, concrete, electrified, and you know, sort of a barrier, mm. and came in and opened fire on concert goers. They've killed, you know, hundreds of of people. There are videos on social media of, you know, Israelis running from this festival through an open field, cowering in bushes. It's absolutely horrific. They've taken a lot of hostages. They've There's grabbed a, a lot videos, of people, man. and they're just they're they're you know, horrendous because you hear people pleading for their life. I mean, these are truly just civilians at a music festival. So it's it's a terrorist attack done by a coordinated effort from a sort of quasi-political organization like Hamas. Right, yeah. Those videos of them snatching the concert goers and putting them on, like, particularly that, that woman on a motorcycle, like, being taken away and her parents have come forward now to, like, talk about how scared they are. Like, th- those videos coupled with... The like them parachuting in from these planes into these cities. It's just like some of the most shocking stuff I've 
ever seen. Yeah, and it had been planned for a long time, apparently. Some of the news is coming out, and there are, there's a lot of speculation about whether Iran was behind it, whether Russia, there's a Russian connection. All that will sort of play out, but we do know that it was very planned, you know, and, and there were, the, Israel was caught a little bit flat-footed, you know, they had a lot of their security forces on the West Bank uh, to deal with security issues over there, and they didn't have the sort of buildup that they had. You ordinarily and or, you know, Israel prides itself on defending its people. But there was a sense that the economic involvement of uh, sort of people in the settlements near Gaza in getting work permits to go work in Israel had had calmed things down. Well, that just wasn't the case. They were planning a, a military operation. They 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 got caught. Now, Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, is saying big mistake. I mean, he doesn't mince words. He says, this is not around. We are going to viciously retaliate and so forth. So I'm just worried. That region is very, very unstable. now. Absolutely. Now, yeah. this is TMZ, not CNN. Yeah. So let's discuss the celebrity angle to it. Uh, we need to, because we, this is a big deal. So go on. It is. It is. Because can you answer for me why it is so controversial for a celebrity such as Kylie Jenner, because this happened to her? Why is it controversial to post support of Israel, um, so much so that Kylie had to take down her support. Yeah. So look, Israel and Palestine is a very divisive issue. So by posting anything showing sympathy for one side or the other, you're going to get a backlash from the people who are on the other side of the issue. It's it's a hot button topic. It's like abortion. You know, if you if you espouse some opinion on on this, the people who disagree with it are going to disagree vociferously. So she tried to thread the needle and say, look, this is a humanitarian crisis. People were killed and sort of a pro-Israel sentiment because the people who were attacked were Israelis, right? Mm -hmm. She quickly backed away from this. A lot of her fans are probably on the sort of left end of the spectrum. And there's a sort of pro-Palestinian sort of contingency that say the occupation has caused these people in Palestine to live um, below the level of Israelis. And this is the outcome that you get. You get violence when people are oppressed for a long period of time. And they came at her with such force that she pulled it down. Now, that's the worst thing you can do. You, right. you, you should sort of not say anything before you sort of put up a sort of half-hearted, supportive thing and then take it down. That it, mealy-mouthed, wimpy sort of attitude is only going to get more flack. It means that she basically had no understanding of why this conflict was taking place in the first place, which is why she saw, you know, a terrorist attack put up, you know, support of the home team, you know. That's right. And but but then she didn't really understand, you know, the seriousness and the in the years long, decades long hundred years of conflict between these two. It's really complicated, it's right? Very and, complicated. And, and for her to sort of wade into these waters without understanding that this would ruffle a few feathers was naive at best. You know, a lot of people came after her and said, one of your best friends is Gigi Hadid, who is Palestinian. Mohammed oh, Hadid is, is Palestinian. Yes. And they said, how could you do this? You know, Gigi is sort of more uh, sort of, you know, uh, intelligent about the issue. She's thought about it a lot more. I, I don't agree with Gigi Hadid's Did she sort post? of stances. I, I don't know. I don't know if Gigi's... I, I would imagine that her position is not very pro-Israel. She's, she's, she, she would come at it from the other side. Uh, but, you know, people were saying, how, how dare you do this to a friend? It's not a friend issue. It's not any of that. It's just that she shouldn't have taken a stance on something she doesn't understand. Yes. At all. That, that, that I think was her big mistake. Kylie Jenner should be posting, you know, eyeliner selfies. Totally. Not, not, not talking about Israel, Palestine. Totally. Well, I mean, celebrities who have posted and left it up, uh, Madonna, Natalie Portman, Josh Gad. 
Um, yeah, look, we're living in a world where people are saying, you know, silence is violence. You have to say something. So people are expecting celebrities to take a position. And I think Kylie felt some pressure to say, I need to speak up about this because there's a lot going on. And if I just post makeup tutorials, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get flack for that. I'm going to be saying I'm out of touch with what's going on in world events. Those two Genesis, This was a bad move. Those though. two Genesis <laughs> sisters, didn't Kendall get in trouble when she like handed a Pepsi to someone during the riots yes. were happening here? Yes. Like they should not wade into anything, sl any way political. Just, because they're lightweight. They're, they're lightweight. social media people. They're not people who should be on CNN. Have you ever seen them on CNN with Jake Tapper? <laughs> but no, no, you're no, not going to. No, absolutely not. On TMZ, on the other hand. Maybe on TMZ. Now, there we go. <laughs> Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, on to our next story, Drake. He dropped his big album late last week for all the dogs. And there's so many news headlines to come out of this album. My favorite of which is his beef with Joe Budden. Now you might not be familiar, familiar with Joe Budden and Drake would probably like it that way. Yes. But he is a rapper turned podcaster. And if Drake is to be believed, he's the poster child for frustration and surrendering. Yeah. So Budden on his podcast said, Drake is rapping about kids stuff. He's still rapping about banging 25 year olds. And he is obviously this album. I have a, I have a take on Drake. I'm curious on yours. I think you're probably with me, but you know, for the dogs, it makes him sound like he's trying to be cool, right? That my big issue with Drake is Drake is turning 37 years old. He's close to my age. He's definitely close to your age as well. And it's strange to still be rapping about all the things that you cared about in your mid twenties when you're the old guy on the block now. And that's what Joe Budden is saying. He's like, enough, man, we, we get it. You succeeded in that world, but grow up as a rapper. Drake, Drake didn't like that. Let's have a bit of a listen now to what exactly Joe Budden had to say. This is like he rapping for the children. And that's my, yo dog, I had to look up how old this nigga was when I finished listening to the album. Mm -hmm. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You will be 37 years old. Get the fuck away from some of these younger and stop fucking these 25 year olds. I'm want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. So Drake's was, response was great. So it's so, the only one he has. So but. that obviously went viral. That um, response that that feedback for the album from Joe went viral. Yeah. And so Drake then was forced to reply calling Joe Budden that, you know, a failure at music. You <laughs> left it behind to do what you were doing now. This clip is this clip actually pays your bills. And yeah. it's true. This viral stuff is good for Joe and his podcast, but um, Drake's Drake response was, you're a loser. You're a loser, Joe Budden. You tried the rap game and you failed. And, and he gives a right. lengthy sort of, you know, 
funny, uh, you know, response to what Joe Budden said. But, you know, Joe is is a podcaster now, and he's right that he looks like he's sort of left rap behind to do this sort of provocative stuff on podcasting to go viral. And Drake is calling him out on that. Everyone's saying Drake eviscerated him. I, I still think Joe Budden has a point. Don't you want to hear uh, Drake evolve as a rapper? You think, right? But you think he has not evolved at all? And I know this is just, you know, Derek and Charlie discussing yeah. has Drake evolved as a rapper? What do we know? But when I see Drake or when I hear Drake anything, I, I, I feel always the desperation behind him clinging to relevance. Like he is now sort of his album has a lot of YouTube personalities I've heard and, and so forth. And. I, I respect him. He's a good rapper, but he hasn't gone anywhere. He's just trying to stick with the trends constantly. And that's what Drake, Drake isn't even denying that. He's saying, look, I'm successful. I'll give you the roadmap and the recipe for success. Don't take it from a loser. Yes. But Joe Budden is saying, I maybe wasn't seeking the same thing. I, maybe I, w I wanted to be credible as a rapper. I don't think Drake cares about that. Drake Drake at the end says, I own a 767. This guy barely ever fi flies first class. That's his last, <laughs> right. last response. It's okay, you've funny. made more money, uh, definitely, than Joe Budden. But does that win the argument to you? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, yes, it wins. <laughs> it, it wins the argument because this is the first time we're discussing Joe Budden on the TMZ podcast, and it's probably the last, unless he's like beefs with Drake again. Like, he's... If the only game is relevance, Drake wins. Right. Drake is a much more relevant, more successful rapper. I don't think Joe Budden is saying that he's more successful, but if you ask people who really love rap, Joe Budden is a better rapper. Is that right? That's what I've heard. <laughs> is that is right? That, is that he knows how to put together a verse better than Drake, and he's respected more as a lyricist than Drake. Now, Drake sells a lot more albums, so it sounds to me like you care about uh, that. That just trumps whoever has a 767 wins. But like, I don't care. Soldier Boy at some point had a 767. Is he the best rapper ever? Did, did he have a 767? Oh, he was standing <laughs> at the front of one, wasn't he? Yeah, he took a picture outside of one. <laughs> yeah, I think. yeah. But at some point, he was gigantic. Was he ever better than you know? Uh, you know, I don't know some some great some great rapper. No. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not. Better than Tupac because he's. I don't have the authority to talk on who's better rapper. Like I'm just, <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, but I like the beef, and I love it. I like there was also beef about um he Drake allegedly rapped about how Rihanna is average in bed. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, that was weird. I, I I read those lyrics and I was like, oh, do you want to go down this road? Because she's beloved. She's beloved. ASAP Rocky is cooler than him. I don't think I'm going out on a limb no, and no. saying that in terms of like public perception, he's cooler. He's not as successful. So for Drake to say that, it sounded like sour grapes. I always interpreted him pining after Rihanna. That was the whole story is that he really wanted Rihanna. And then she found a, a husband and she has a lovely family now. Now he's saying it wasn't that good. Maybe that's why he's bitter and he's it's saying bitter. It, it's just bitter. Yeah. Uh, also, other Drake news was that 21 Savage joined Drake on stage in Canada. So this is the first time that 21 Savage has been outside of the United States of America uh, since his visa was illegally ended, you know what I mean? Since he was like 10 years old. Yeah. So finally he gets to go on a working vacation. And he blew it for a Drake concert. <laughs> I know. I <laughs> he know. waited all this time and went to a Drake concert. And he just went to like Toronto or something. Like, come on, man. There's the Maldives are out there. I Beautiful. know, man. That's the stamp you want on your passport after all this time is to go back to Canada. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be like globe trotting around with Drake around the world f for the rest of the tour. But I uh, was just Is funny. 21 Savage cool? 
You gotta, oh, yeah, you gotta catch yeah. up. He's cool, right? Yeah, Twenty One Savage. I feel cool. like a lot of people attach themselves to Drake because Drake's a huge name, but Twenty One Savage is more cool. He, that's what he does. Drake surrounds himself. He's kind of like DJ Khaled. He like kind of surrounds himself with the coolest of the cool, but he himself is pretty lame. I, I, I think so. I think he's that kid from Degrassi. Yeah. Who kind of he, he got famous accidentally? He's a great rapper, obviously, but I don't think that in his heart. And in his soul, he's a cool guy. I, I think he's like a nerdy guy who knows how to put words together really well. Yes. Um, and he's like trying to impress the cool kids by wearing their basketball jerseys or yes. going to their sort of what. I'm mystified by him. He's too appealing to too broad a base of people to be cool to me. Like he, too many people like Drake that if you, if you're like a huge Drake fan, it says like, I don't want to be your friend. Like I, right, I, right. that's sort of how I feel about Drake <laughs> is like, there's nothing cool about him. What do you he's think way it, mainstream. Who do you, what do you feel about Taylor Swift fans? Kind of the same, yes. although you get like the Mel's who are the, super weird yeah, and know. unique who I like Taylor those. Swift, and I it's like, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> but so you can't weird. say that Mel isn't her own snowflake, man. She is. Like she, I, I think the I think of the Drake fan as a guy who wears like a Toronto Raptors jersey <laughs> yeah. and comes into the office. He's like, I love Ka Kyle Lowry. Like that's not a cool person. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry, that's my feeling. Uh, <laughs> onto <laughs> our final, onto our final story. Kim Zolciak reportedly was flirting it up with the son of one of the most famous actors ever, Tom Hanks. So Tom Hanks's son. Not the favorite son. Not the favorite son. <laughs> but one of the sons. One of the, there's one son that's like a famous actor. Colin. Colin Hanks. And then there's another son who's a famously does well. nothing. <laughs> Chet. Chet Hanks. Actually, he's a wannabe rapper, I think, actually. Yeah. He's a wannabe everything. But he's on this new reality season of the uh, Surreal Life. Yes. And apparently, Chet Hanks and Kim Zolciak were all flirty and, like, loving each other. What's the age gap between them? Do you know? I, I believe Chet Hanks is, like, maybe in his early 30s and Kim could... Zolciak is... Is getting on in years. She, she <laughs> she's past her prime, Don Lemon. No, she's just it's just older. It's just a gap. It's just notable. It's That's a, all. I'll there's say. a notable gap. Uh, so this would be the most bizarre couple ever, and I'm sure both of them would go for it if they thought that we were on the hook and thought that we were like, this is the new Travis and Taylor. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they'd both go for the reality storyline, but it's just the most bizarre, like if it's, you don't, it's surreal. They, they're on surreal life, right? And they, they you look around and you're like with all of these you know, generously B-listers and, yes. and some C-listers. That's the point of the show, though. I'm not not shading them. You get that show that used to have Gary Coleman on it from different strokes. I mean, it's not it's not the, <laughs> yeah. the cream of the crop. That's no. what surreal life is supposed to be kind of funny. And I think I think they got they get Macy Gray or yeah, maybe she's on it as well. You know, people. You know, you're not going to see Drake on it. You know, you're not going to see no. people like that. On I think there was life. the girl from uh, Fifth Harmony. That girl. <laughs> no, honestly, I can't remember. One never... one fifth of Harmony. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's there. So, so it's a bit like that, um, but it would be just, I so, can't, I can't, this is a good ad for the show. It's if, a great if ad not, for If nothing show. else, because I just want to like kind of, it's almost laughing at them rather than with them. That's like, what is going on? I love it. I love every bit of it. He doesn't look entirely different from Croy Beerman. She has like a type, you know, she likes kind of like close cropped hair and like sort of swaggy look, right? Yeah, yeah, no, but he's, That's her thing. But also, he's not like, a football player. He's, he's not, not a big, football but... player. He's got like tats all over him. Yeah. Doesn't he like famously do sort of like a, 
an ac- accents of different cultures you're not supposed to. Yeah, Croy, for his part, has always been very straight-laced. It's always been, yes. she's been the excitement, and Croy is the leveling influence. Like, that was their whole show, Tardy for the Party. Yes. He, he came in, he's like, I'm a football player, he's sort of like, by the book, regimented, good-looking, with a big butt, and she really liked <laughs> that. A big butt! Well, that was the thing, she loved it. She, like, oh. saw him do a charity function where he wore, like, these tight pants, and she was like, that ass, that's oh. what I want. And Croy was like, oh, very, thank you very much, and, like, they started a family, and he was, like, sort of the yin to her yang. I don't know who's the yin and yang of Chet. Chet ha, have we seen Chet his Hanks butt? Have we seen Chet's butt? Oh, he's got a nice one. He's yeah. got a nice he's one got too. A good Hank's Hank's round butt. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. He does. <laughs> From what I've heard. Before we go, give us give us your impression of Tom Hanks finding <laughs> out that his son is dating Kim Zolciak. Oh, Rita, Rita, get in here. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Rita, we got a situation. I don't know. Uh, Rita, we have a problem. Rita, we have a problem. Oh, there you go. He was There's on your the Apollo 13. Apollo 13, there we go. <laughs> All right, then. Thank you very much, Derek. All right, good to be here. <laughs> okay, Take thanks, care, guys. guys. See you tomorrow. Bye.